Well, welcome in everyone to the X Bar here in downtown Kakona. Another week of fantastic Fox River Racing Club action. Podcast number 21. Andy, I know there's a near and dear to you for 21. 21, Neil Moss. Yeah. Way back in the day. Neil Moss. Did you crew for Neil Moss? Did you help him out at all? Yeah, actually, uh, after Jim Poggle passed away in 96, 97, uh, Neil Moss got back in that car. Um, my dad helped Neil Moss when he raced sportsman division back in the go. 80s. Ryan Matthews. Remember Ryan Matthews? I do. One of the – he had – so Mike Butts had two cars out here, right? Jeff Van Ouenhoven and Ryan Matthews. Remember Ryan Matthews? I thought he had the coolest paint scheme ever. He had that red with the checkered flags and, like, the checkered yeah, flags yeah, were yeah. peeling away. I remember that, yep. That was amazing. That was good stuff. That was a good paint scheme. Hey, fantastic. Dan, how you doing? Doing all right. Good to see you. Good to see you, too. Always great to see you. You're doing a good job over there. Thank you. Getting those podcasts together. Looking good, too. Nice, yeah. clean shaven. Nice, clean shaven. He Thank looks you. like an upstanding young gentleman. He does. I he try. Does. Yes. We're really proud of him. Yes, indeed. He's come a long way. Thank you. Yeah. So we are going to switch up the format of the podcast a little bit here tonight. Normally what we would do is we'd go through all the divisions and then get to our guests when we get to our guests, but we're going to go to our guests right away. Joining us, driver of the Sizzling 4, number 10. You might know him. I've seen him a, a time little or bit. Two. Jerry Conrad. How are you? Good. I'm doing great. It was a fun night of racing tonight. Yeah. Swerving across a few lanes of traffic there. Yeah. Well, Maybe not by your own doing, but it happened. Yeah. I mean, the heat race felt like I was a pinball in a pinball machine. It was pretty interesting. So let me ask you a question. How do you do both in one night? How do you race and help Andy, or do you help Andy just at the shop? Do you do both on on any given night? Yes, I'll usually come on a Saturday or a Monday and do my thing on Andy's car. And then um, this the last couple years, I've been just staying in the outer pits for when I'm racing, and then I'll come down in after I'm done racing and finish up with Andy. And it's weird. Ever since he started doing that, we've been Uh-oh. a lot better. Oh. oh. So maybe we yeah. gotta just kick you out. <laughs> well, yeah, that's. I was gonna ask you if you missed him, but I think you just answered my question. My goodness. Yeah, you did. Thanks, that's buddy. Sure. Yeah. So is that why you chose the ten car, or was ten something you wanted anyway? It was why I chose yeah. the ten car because of him. Well, there you go. That's, how do you feel about that? You've inspired another race car driver to take your number. You know, everyone's like, I take three because of Earnhardt, or I take this number because of this guy, 51, because I like Kyle Busch. There you go. Someone takes 10 because of Andy Monday. That's kind of scary. You set your goals higher. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know what? If you want to be a Facebook Live champion, number 10 is the way to go. There yeah, go. I wanted to go with number five because I was a big Rod Wheeler fan, but I didn't want you always mad at me. The Wheeler family <laughs> got a big W tonight, too. They did. Yeah. I know. Did you see that? The five car came back and awesome. won. That yeah, was we'll, awesome. We'll get into that in a little bit uh, in the pavement pounder, but I don't know. You know, I like to ask this question, especially the entry-level division guys. You know, what, what inspired you to get racing? I mean, obviously you were pretty heavily involved in it already with Andy just – what goes through your mind when it's time to finally jump behind the wheel of that car? Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I've been coming out to WIR since I was seven years old. I mean, I follow a lot of drivers, and the first guy I pitted for was Bob Knott when I was probably 16 years old. Got Helped him for a couple years, and then I think I went to Rod Wheeler. I helped him for a while, and then for a while just sat up in the stands watching races, and then Dennis Chase 
came knocking at my door and we're friends that he asked do you want to work on a race car and that's when Andy and uh, Dennis were partners so I got back into it in 2008 and and then the itch for always wanting to do it seeing being out there since I was a kid always wanted to do it and it's four-cylinder class is the class that I can afford to do so so here's a little bit of a funny story of when Jerry first got started behind the wheel uh oh we picked up a 90 Honda Accord from Pete's Auto Repair Pete Birkin it had rotted out fuel lines brake lines I got the car for nothing what number was that uh, 21? Yeah. So I, drove tw- so I drove 21, too. So we get this thing ready for the WIR Enduro, and me and Eddie Munster, are tr- I'm driving it. We're trading the lead, and about halfway through the race, just totally burn the brakes right off the thing. So from lap about 150 to 300, I'm just pulling the e-brake the rest of the race because they were completely gone. So anyway, we get the brake situation fixed, and Jerry's going to run the car at Columbus. Okay, cool. Now I'll, I'll help you. I'll pit for you. You run it in the Enduro. Jerry's first race goes out big with a huge fireball, flame underneath the hood, blows the motor, car's shot, off to the scrapyard. And didn't even know. I mean, I heard the <laughs> boom and everything, and I went off to the outside of the track, and the, one of the track workers comes up, and I'm like, will this thing start? Can I get going? And he's like, dude, you just blew up. Yeah, it had nothing to do with the guy who raced at Kakana turning like 6,500 no, on it. No, not at all. Ooh, second no. gear. Yeah. You didn't feel the heat from the flames? <laughs> nope. No. It was like <laughs> no smoke, Andy nothing. Goes, you were so calm. He's like, you just kind of just drifted to the outside. You kind of came out slow. He goes, dude, there was a fire. And I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah. And, of course, no, like, onboard fire system like maybe Andy might have. You oh, know, no. You pull the trigger. You just got to no. wait. Yeah. It was, cra- was kind of crazy, but... Bring the marshmallows. Bring the marshmallows. Bring the marshmallows. Yeah, exactly. The mosquitoes were gone after that. Right? Exactly. So not a bad night for you? No, it was a fun night, really fun. I mean, I qualified 12th out of probably 27, 28 cars. I was kind of disappointed at first with my time, but then when I figured I was in the fast heat, I was like, okay, you know, it's going to be good. And in the feature, I finished third. Right on. My best finish in a four-cylinder, so I was pretty excited. Yeah, and it was a lot of fun to watch that feature. There was uh, obviously a battle up front with... uh, crass and the 54 and all of a sudden with two laps to go now there's a 46 car that Mm -hmm. just happens to be in the mix and um it was fun watching you as well you ran the outside lane pretty well and held off the six car who tried to drive into your left rear a few times get underneath you but gave them the room and ended up pulling away from them yeah i mean uh, that's one of my goals this year was to run the outside and actually do well running the outside and i think tonight that i i really accomplished that and it was a confidence builder going on for the rest of the season so let's talk about he mentioned he finished third yes but on the track he finished fourth we went through this a few times last year in the super stock with uh with uh post race changes correct Fill us in a little bit on. Uh, yeah, we're gonna if you put. Can, yeah, we'll put you right on the spot. We're gonna put you on the spot so we don't have the forty-six. Okay. The, the dominant car of the year finishes second, and after the race, sounds like there was some drama. Yeah, I mean, you talked about it early on. I heard on one of your podcasts that there was a rumbling about the rules of what the claim rule was in our division. So it's kind of been surfacing every week, but tonight. It was finally the night that Emery Beatty claimed his uh, car, and 
he denied the claim, and so he is like he hasn't been there for four weeks. He's bit points are erased, and so for the listeners who don't understand the claim rule, so it's seven hundred dollars. One of the drivers can claim to swap cars, or how does that work? Then? Yep. Well, it's actually seven hundred and fifty dollars. Okay. And you do swap cars, okay. and you. And if you don't do it, so you if you refuse to do that, you can't. You're done. You can't come back for two weeks. You lose all your points, and then you can come back, okay. and it can happen again. I mean, when so it comes back, kind of shades of what the IMCA claim rule is on engines and shocks and things like that, where the drivers claim the engine or claim the shocks, do a little swap. The tech guy stands there and watches it all happen. But uh, that's really kind of dried up in IMCA racing over the last couple of years. I think the crate motors getting involved in that kind of took a little bit out of that. And I think just two guys didn't really want to do it anymore. But you can kind of see where the value is in that if you got a guy who is maybe a little bit too quick or seems too quick and you, you want to see if maybe you can get that car or if he can make another car as quick and you know it's not really an unprecedented thing in that division either because if you look at the ISS if you win or finish second or third he keeps your car for your prize money right yeah I mean for me 750 bucks and you can buy a car that's fast every week I mean obviously he's won features he's got fast time that car is fast so for 750 bucks and really the intent of the claim is to keep the money right, in the class right. down, keep it entry level, make sure guys aren't spending more than $1,000 on a car so they can go out and dominate. And uh, that's really why the rule's in place. Now, there was some other drama after the heat races tonight in the four-cylinder class, too. There Fun. was a little rough housing, and it sounds like you had a, uh, a veteran driver kind of step up to the plate and pull everybody together. Yeah, it was interesting because the heat races were just – basically a slam fest you know and all of a sudden we get out of our cars and the officials are saying everybody all sizzling four drivers to the scale and we're all like uh-oh and we were expecting one of the officials to start talking but dan thompson jumped in and started talking and he gave us a pretty good tongue lashing let's just leave it at that and i think he got everybody's attention because I think it was better in a feature, but I think some drivers really needed that tonight because they were, the trophy must have been huge for this heat race win tonight because it was ridiculous what was happening out on the track. And that's a class act move by Dan, last year's champion stepping up the plate, and it probably carries more substance coming from a a fellow driver than it would an official who's just waving a flag or has a radio Yeah, on. and you know what? That's not just at the four-cylinder level either. I see that a lot all the way up to the Superlates, you know, just what we do with the Tundra Series as well. We as race officials can go up and talk to people and scream and yell, but then one guy, one brave Superlate model driver will get up at a driver's meeting and say, what are we doing? And suddenly things change real quick. No, he definitely got it. I mean... I've known him for a long time and raced with him for a while, and, I mean, he got my attention. I was like, okay, he means business, and, yeah, things are going to change. So it was a definitely a positive thing that happened tonight. Yeah, that's kind of the leadership group of that division, really. And, Dan, you pointed this out to me, that whole Schweitzer, Thompson, Voigt team. They're doing something kind of cool yeah. at the track. Tell, uh, me, tell, so, tell us more about that. So there's actually a, uh, a Ford Focus 
sitting up just past the donut stand. If you, it's not your green Ford Focus, is it? No, that's a okay. Ford Fiesta. Oh, it's a black Ford Focus. <laughs> Currently, it has all of the door panels ripped out, and the lights are just hanging there. Uh, but what they're doing is every Thursday that we're out there, they're actually working on it to make it into a race car to race in the Enduro Series at WIR. That's pretty neat. Yeah, so when are really they cool. when are they working on it? Uh, before the races start, uh, so like between qualifying and their race, um, after their races are done, those are the times that they're working on it. Obviously, is, they can't work on it during their races. But Honestly, that is something I have never seen or heard of at a racetrack, but it is absolutely brilliant. Hats off to that team. Yeah, that team is so funny. They do, they come up with some of the funniest things. Tonight I'm in line before the heat race or maybe before the feature, and Kurt Schweitzer has a squirt gun on the side of his car, <laughs> and he's pulling up to the car next to him, and he's trying to squirt inside the car. And the guy's kind of just, like, looking like, what? Really? And I mean, I'm sitting there laughing because I'm like, this is, that's cool. You know, they always do something fun like that. Andy, wasn't, uh, wasn't that the car? Was it the PT Cruiser that had the NOS so? bottle inside of it yeah the nas auto bottle and then it had a, a dimmer switch that had like a rich lean thing <laughs> oh, yeah. all this different stuff just to have some fun with the tech guys and you know that's what that division's all about it's not just about being an entry-level driver i mean look at some of the guys that are coming and running it like larry gettner and denny crass it's just it's about getting out to the racetrack whether you're new you're old and trying to do it on the same level i made the comment before the races start that if you look at a lot of four cylinders tracks in the area the asphalt ones at least the car counts just aren't anywhere near what we have here on thursday nights yeah it's fun i mean it's fun to have between 30 and 25 and 30 cars every week and have a semi feature it always adds to the excitement for sure well jerry we want to thank you and uh you know I, i'm sure you got a few sponsors that you'd like to thank before we end this i do and uh actually no limits photography and no limits graphics and signs are my big sponsors and i also want to say thank you to paul your he has helped me out on the racetrack with the car and pep talks between the races and they've been invaluable to me this year and i'm hoping to be talking to you guys after a feature win well, this you'd, year. Be, you'd be talking to Lauren. <laughs> Lauren's a popular guy. Everybody wants to talk Everyone to Lauren. Wants to talk to Everybody Lauren. wants to talk to Lauren. Well, I mean, yeah, I'll talk to Lauren at the track, but I'll talk to you guys. I want to be back on again <laughs> if I win. There we go. I'm like going to let everybody well, Jerry's know. also got a great supporting cast of four girls that are behind him pulling every week with his wife, Sarah, daughter, Kelsey, Megan, and Hope. All uh, Hope's graduation was last week, so you had Paul in the car last week. Yep. How was how was that being at a uh, at the high school wondering what's going on with my uh, with my Dodge Neon out at the track? I just Paul's a fiery guy and I like that, so uh, I knew he was gonna do really well. But it was like okay, my phone would beep and I would look and I'd be like okay, yeah, he finished third in the heat, cool. And oh, I wonder what he's doing in the future. So it was it is kind of weird to not be there and know your car is racing. But it was a uh, I'm glad I got the priorities. And, yep. Right. Yep, and my daughter actually thanked me and said, Dad, thank you for choosing graduation and not racing. And I'm like, there wasn't really a choice. Absolutely. I would never miss that. Yeah. Absolutely. Good man, good man. Well, thanks for joining us here at the X-Bar. Great to have you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And uh, 
Keep working on talking to us some more. We'll be watching for you. I'm working very hard. That's my goal, be talking to you guys again. All right, Jerry Conrad, driver the number 10, uh, sizzling four, our guest here on the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast. Again, my name is Matt Panier. Dan Strong and Andy Monday are the co-hosts. I'm the co-host of the co-hosts. We're all co-hosts here. Uh, guys, quite the race we had tonight in the Super Lates, and you want to talk about a guy that just goes from, I think Joe Vertigan wrote down checkers to wreckers because of the, the way this week went for Casey Johnson. You know, last week, the incident in the dash. Then he was running the Tundra race at Marshfield on Saturday. Lost fuel pressure. Lost that one. He was leading by about a straightaway. And then to turn around, they decided they couldn't get the Thursday night car ready, so they had to pull out the traveling car and get all ready to go. And it ends with a victory. Andy, have you ever had a week like that? <laughs> Do you know what Casey Johnson's going through? That's what a, what yeah, a week. What a week. What an emotional sure. week. The, the highs are high and the lows are lows. And um, I stay in touch with Dennis quite a bit. We text a lot, and I see him at work once in a while. And that for for people that saw that wreck last week and just to understand how much damage that car had, um, it needed a new front clip and it needed all the right front suspension. Um, but also body wise, when he before he glanced up into the wall with the right front, the whole left side hit the 52 as well. So it needed half the body, some of the interior, um, a ton of work that's needed on that. And you know, Dennis finally got to the point and said, you know what? We're not going to be able to get that car ready for this week. Let's get the other car changed over. It was still down in Madison, from what I understand. So they had to get it back up here. They had to change it over. He was scaling it. He th said it took him about five or six hours on the scales last night. And just getting everything changed over. And it's good to see when you put in that much effort and work to see it pay off and um, not have another frustrating night pile on top of another one. And I know you can't watch because, obviously, you're rather busy during those super late model features. So, Dan... That thing was a rocket ship, was it not? That uh, 47 car? Yeah. Inside, outside, it didn't matter. I mean, the move that he made at the end there to get past Strelk and Bennett, super impressive. Absolutely. It was, I mean, I've probably never seen anything like that on the track. Yeah, and uh, Casey Johnson, well, why don't we just hear from him? We talked to him after the races tonight. So Casey Johnson breaks through, and one of his number one fans is right here, there. right here. Looking for an autograph. Probably not. I'm sure she could get it at any time. But Casey Johnson, after the week, last week, you know, even including the Tundra race where you had the issues, how good does it feel to be standing here a winner right now? <laughs> I tell you what, I almost think I forgot how to win because I was actually nervous out there. And, uh, I mean, just with all the luck I've had this year, I mean, it, we've had good runs, and then we've been in the lead of some huge races with a really good car. and you know mechanical failures so it was really good to get this one out of the way and get the monkey off our back so hopefully the rest of our season we can just uh, keep rolling them in that one caution uh was kind of a good thing and a bad thing for you you got to second unfortunately you had to go back to fourth but that took away the big lead that bennett had how did you view that in your car well you know we, we thought we kind of had the spots but i mean it wasn't really a big deal you know because I think we had the car to beat no matter what. The thing just uh, would go wherever I wanted to put it. So uh, just kind of biding our time and uh, picking them off as they came back. And then on that final restart, you go to the outside of Strelka and Bennett. That car just looked so, so solid on the outside. Yeah, and that's the thing. This is actually even the backup car. We weren't able to get our uh, primary car fixed, but we took the exact same stuff, put it underneath here, and Pathfinder builds their cars, you know, so identical that it, I mean, it's just cookie cutter, and we were able to do it with a completely different car just the same way. 
Just tell me about from last Thursday to this Thursday, you know, what your team had to go through, what you guys went through, and how good it feels to, you know, be back on top. Well, my team went through hell. I mean, I can't thank them guys enough. Uh, I had a whole bunch of prior commitments. It's actually the worst week possibly could have been, you know, for uh, for me as far as the time schedule. And they actually had the motor out, the rear end out, the fuel cell out the night I wrecked it, and down to Pathfinder. And uh, we had to make the Tuesday. Hang on. We had to make a Tuesday night uh, decision to switch to this car and put all our effort into this. And uh, it turns out Dennis made the right call. I was against it. I was on the other side. I wanted my uh, Thursday night car back. That was my baby. But uh, he made the right call, and it was good. You know, we said last week that obviously with the red, white, and blue, it's a little hard to make up those points. But on Thursday night, everybody somewhere along the line is probably going to have a night that they're going to want to toss out. Maybe you've got yours out of the way. So what are the chances this is something that propels you back into the championship conversation? Oh, I think it uh, it should slingshot us right back that way. I don't know where they're at, but I know the, the car is capable of doing this every week. I mean, the thing is stout. So uh, I think we'll definitely still be in the hunt for sure. So that is a victorious Casey Johnson after picking up the win, and we talked to him a little bit about the point battle. We talked to Kyle Columbus about that last week. Uh, a bit of a flipped script, if you will, this week. So Columbus does get the fast time. He ends up charging to the front but then faded back. Did you get him at the end there, Andy? Yeah, I know you were racing five him. to go. Did you? Okay. Yeah. So you must. You got sixth then that put him back to at least seventh, but then Dasso and guys were knocking on the door there too. Uh, this is – just another one of those deals. I mean, Kendall had a decent run tonight. Johnson kind of gets back into the conversation. JVO was strong. JVO was good again, so he's still up there. So your efforts had some issues. Alex Stumpf looked like he was going to have a good night, but unfortunately the engine let go on that 66. So now things are kind of taking shape here. And Johnson, as he said in the interviews, thinks he's still pretty much in the hunt. Agreed? Yeah, especially after tonight. So I don't remember where they qualified. Was it second? Was Kyle the only one to beat him? Correct. Okay, so they, they had that. They had the feature win, so they probably gained. They were probably back going into this week, I'm going to say about 27 from first on Kalmus. So tonight they probably gained close to 10 points. Um, and obviously there's a lot of season left because this is week four of 15. So we're only 25% of the way through the year. So they kind of had their bad week last week, maybe their mulligan, so to speak, and they're going right. to charge forward from here. Yeah, well, I mean – this has got to be one of the most competitive. Like I said on last week's podcast, we were kind of getting the sense that maybe you weren't head and shoulders above the competition last year, but you were certainly the guy to beat after the first four weeks. I think you might agree with oh, me, Dan. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We were talking about it like right. right from podcast one where we were kind of joking a little bit but, about, hey, maybe yeah. this is going to be a championship year for you. This season I could see us like throwing about six or seven names inside of a hat, pulling one out, and just kind of having to pick one that way because – Oh, yeah. The competition level at the top of the super late models is just, it's, it's, I mean, when you look it's at it's election night, it's too close to call. <laughs> when you look at the fact that you have Johnson, who has gotten what fast time twice, uh, Kalmez, who's gotten it a couple, I think he's got, no, he's the one who got it twice. Johnson got it once. Uh, Strelka has right. been strong, as well as, you know, he's always finished up right. there. And you can't, third place tonight. Mm -hmm. And you can't discount those qualifying points either. And, Andy, one thing I did notice about you and your heat race is almost like you kind of knew that you needed to get up front. You started in the back because you just missed the cut for the dash. And, of course, winning the dash is worth one more point than winning the fast heat. So I think you got up to third to kind of salvage what you could in that one. That's really what we needed to do. We had a really good car tonight, and uh, 
our first lap of qualifying was the fastest first lap of anybody, and the second lap it just stepped out on me coming out of two, and uh, unfortunately ended up seventh. So you start tenth in a eight lap heat race, and uh, we were able to get up to third, and then obviously starting in the back of the feature again, just trying to get every spot you could, and had a good race with Calmus there at the end, picking up sixth. Uh, so coming from fourteenth, so. Between the two races, I think we passed 15 cars tonight. There you go. But every every spot counts, and uh, with the struggle we had in qualifying, we had to make up for it somewhere else. By the way, I just want to make one more notation about the super late models and how good the last chance race has been. Pretty much every week, yeah. we're scrapping for that fourth spot, and Tim Springstrow has kind of become, I guess we could call him maybe the cardiac kid <laughs> because he's winning by about... Two or three inches at the line every yeah. time. This time it's Corey Manders, who, by the way, looking much improved this week was the 28 car. Oh, yeah. Looking much better this week than he had. Looks like he's getting comfortable. Definitely. Compared to, you know, the last three weeks. Sure. Um, you know, he... Probably not the start he wanted. Probably not, no. And I know he's been having some issues with that car a little bit here and there. Um, I want to say they completely trashed a rear end the week before the first week I want to say in practice and so they had to you know rebuild that right yeah definitely coming around and like you mentioned the last chance race has been one of the the best races of the night mm -hmm. for the last three weeks because three weeks ago it was Springstrow and Griesbach to the right. line photo finish yep Timmy gets in last week you got Reichenberger and Carpenter mm -hmm. going into turn one and the yep. white flag ended up getting together spinning out uh, that was for the final spot, and then obviously tonight with uh, Manders and Springstro. So um, a lot of fun to watch, and that just shows you how competitive it is just to make the field. And, Andy, I would imagine that for you it's a lot of fun to watch because you're not in it and you don't want to be in it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and also shout-out to Lil Bennett tonight. Gets a nice turnaround and uh, ends up finishing second. I, he needed that pretty badly. Yeah, he was pretty frustrated last week. It sounded like maybe they had some uh, – motor issues with push rods and different things so it looks like they got that issue resolved and uh, for him to get his first top five of the year kind of get it turned back around yeah fantastic night there and in the late models as well as we shift focus to that division another really good race it it was one of those races that kind of slowly just boiled and boiled and boiled to the end and then at the final you know in the final two laps Nate Van Wyken Catches up. Brazen yep. Bennett is right there. But in the end, it's Brett Wenzel who ends up picking up the win. And I had been talking earlier on throughout the night that, oh, Brett Wenzel, three for three in the heat races tonight. He doesn't win it. Nate Van Wyken holds him off. Well, Wenzel says, I don't care about the heat race. It's the feature yeah, I want. He goes and holds off Nate Van Wyken in the feature. That's good enough. That's a, that's a nice trade-off, isn't it? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that was a good race, and uh, looked like Wenzel – was protecting the inside line, doing what he needed to do to get that win. And uh, Brazen, I think, ended up third in that one. Yes. yes. And Brian was fourth, and then behind him, I think, was Munster. So a good run for him coming from the back. And we have to talk a little bit about Eddie Munster and what he did this week because we have been watching the dominance, at least in qualifying, of Jesse Bernhagen, who's been pretty much the fastest guy so far this year. Absolutely. I wouldn't say head and shoulders above the rest of the field, but certainly a step ahead of everybody. But this week, Eddie Munster qualifies him and beats him in the feature. So do we have a little something brewing here between the 28 and the 5? Well, it depends. I know that uh, today has been a little bit different from the last three weeks for conditions out on the track. 
um, as well as Bernhagen just seemed off today. He might be getting ready to become a star to legend on Saturday with the <laughs> CWRA. Could I be. think the other factor, and we talked a little bit about this on a previous podcast, but that new tire that they're on this year, um, Brian kind of mentioned this to me, that um, they have a couple different motor choices in that late model class. They kind of have a more of a big eight open type motor, and then some guys have the spec motor. And early in the season, they got four new tires. Now they're getting one every week. Some of those bigger motors had the grip early in the year. Now we're getting in the middle of summer. You're only getting one tire a week. Now some of the guys with the spec motor, like Munster and Brian, um, Mike King, you know, you might see a little bit of a changing of the guard there. And, and to that point as well, you know, Jesse Bernhagen had said he felt like he was maybe a step ahead because he had raced on those tires. But now we got three weeks into the tire for these guys. and. They understand, they understand how to catch up and catch on to things. You know, yeah, those late model racers are pretty good in their own right. So maybe there was a bit of a learning curve, but, yeah, it does seem like they've caught up quite a bit. Sure. I'll yes. agree with that one. Fa- another fantastic night there in the late models as well. And that, like we said. Did you know, go caution-free? Did that one go caution-free? I don't believe it. Went it went really quick. It might I have don't been believe one it did. Quick oh, one. no, there was the one caution in warm up laps. During the warm up laps. Okay. Yep. Yeah, that's but correct. But it went. That's correct, yeah. Green to checkered. Right. And yeah, that, that makes Pastor Scott uh, hustle quite a bit. So Pastor Scott's at the track every week and he prays with all the drivers before the feature. 20 laps is and, a lot of time. And uh, if he's got 18 cars to go through, he, he's he's watching the scoreboard and like, oh, <laughs> I got to get over to these guys. Right. I got to get going here. That's like one per lap. That's pretty quick. Yeah, you got to figure if they go 20 laps or 20 second laps, right. that's what. You know, three laps a minute, and you're at sure. a six or seven minute race. He's he's got a hustle down there yeah. at X. That's a that's a quick <laughs> Our Father or Hail Mary right there. You yeah. got to get that one out real fast. Um, but anyway, that does it for the half mile. And tonight, we've been pumping it up for a few weeks. Finally, it came. The return and, of the sport mods, and it was interesting. impressive. Those guys found the dirt, didn't they? Uh huh. Inside turn one, back stretch. Turn three, turn in, in four. In that first heat race, I thought I was at a dusty dirt track there for a minute. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I walked down, or I walked out, and I said uh, to somebody, man, those dirt guys, they must have been like, what do you mean we're racing with our dirt tires on asphalt? Do they at least have a grassy infield? They do? Awesome. We can fix that. Yeah, you know, the problem is, is those guys actually do that at all the dirt tracks, too. That's why they put the barrels, and eventually we put the cones down here tonight, but... It's kind of like limbo racing. How low can you go yep. in the sport mods? And ultimately entertaining. And a driver who has somewhat of a pedigree here at WIR, Rod Wheeler, the stepfather of our winner, Brock Saunders in the five. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, it was a really fun race to watch. And like you said, to see that number five, which is one of those iconic numbers in WIR history, uh, get the wins pretty cool. And I think what really won him the race was uh, being so smart on that second, it was the last restart. So he had the lead by himself. Brazen was inside, and the 95 was outside. And the 95 made a move from the outside to the inside and dive-bombed it down into turn one. And Brock, (laughs) if he would have ran his normal line, that 95 would have drove right through his door. Brock moved up and went into... Let that car get down there. He kind of got squirrely, 
and the five got the drive off the corner and got the lead back and just pulled away, and he was gone. He won by, what, 15 car lengths? He was, oh, he was, was good. And, you know, when I saw Brazen Bennett starting on the inside of the second row, after what he did in the heat, starting way in the back, and I think he got all the way up to third, I thought, Yep, third. Man, this is the nine cars race right here. Not so much the case. He was wheeling it, and he had to pull off at the end because uh, something broke on the, the front end. The hood was flapping, too. Flapping, yeah. but he was doing everything he could to catch Brock. I think he touched the wall a few times on the front stretch right. out of four, and he was giving it everything he had, and, and Beatty was up there. Um, he had a good run. Did he end yes, up third? Yes, I think he ended up third. That's yeah, right. That was really good to see. Yeah, and a shout-out to uh, a couple of guys. I think uh, Jaden Schmidt got up there late, too, that 24 car. So um, we're starting to see some, some of these dirt guys. I don't know. Maybe we'll get them hooked. They were looking pretty good out there. I was interested to see how the Kempkis car did now that Corey has a sport mod. Plus, he's last year's outlaw champion. That They kind of had a rough night, and he ended up he looping it out, a couple he times. He spun out at least twice. Yeah. 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 He was trying to make the outside work. and Well, either that or those dirt tires don't hook up as well on asphalt as the asphalt tires that he has there on that quarter-mile eight model. Maybe that's a little bit of a case, but. Yeah, that probably helps a little bit. All right, Andy, I'm going to test your knowledge here a little bit. Uh oh. Can we think of father son combinations with one on the quarter mile? As far as like championships? Well, I mean, now we got Rod features. Wheeler, right? Rod used to run a sportsman on the, on the quarter mile, and he obviously, by winning a championship, he won some features there. So now, yeah, you got Brock winning tonight, so now we got father son winning on the quarter mile. Could there really be anybody else? I'm processing right now. I don't, yeah. The only one a- I can a- think Eamon of says is Kemp like uh, Maybe Kemp Rick Spoo and Megan Spoo when she ran the sure. four-cylinder. Um, has Lowell ever raced on the quarter mile? I because I think Brazen, Lowell was right on the yeah, half. Brazen is one on the quarter in the four-cylinder. Yep. Yeah. So, hey, if you're listening on the podcast, there's a bit of trivia for it. If you can find out for us, we would love to hear it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, maybe the Meyer offers. Meyer offers. Yeah, I can think of a lot of brothers and sisters. Right. You know, but father and son, or father and daughter. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we got Stan the man, and Jesse. Yeah, Stan and Jesse. There we go. Yep. And da- and Dan probably yep. a time or two as Put well. That in there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If you can think of any others, let us know. We'd love to hear it from you. So nobody's listening anyway. Yeah. No. So <laughs> as I'm going to call him now, the Brocket. Brock Saunders launching into victory lane. He's a step ahead for the Pavement Pounder stick? Championship. Do you think that'll stick if I call him the Brocket? He'll like that. Okay, we'll find out. Well, I wanted to go to the dirt tracks to see if they call him the Brocket. So, Eddie Anschutz, Scott Owen, if you guys are listening, Greg Argoni, help me out here. Call him the Brocket. And hats we'll off, too, to John Osterman for pulling down all the way from Norway, yeah, Michigan. And it, and it sounds like there's going to be a few more of those Norway cars coming down eventually. There's a few of them up there as well. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. John is uh, was a weekly competitor at WIR back Ozone. in the late 80s, early 90s, the 88 all-car. So right. cool to see him. We got to talk to him for a while and make fun of his Vikings hat like normal. <laughs> so. Yeah, he's a big Vikings fan, right? Yeah, big yeah. time. Poor guy. He can dish it out, but he can also take it back. So yeah, it's fun, it's fun banter. Good with guy, him. good guy. Um, all right, so we already talked about all of the happenings in the four-cylinder division tonight. So that kind of moves us right to. Well, did we talk about who won? Did we? Yeah, we get Denny Crass. Yeah, Denny Crass. We mentioned second week in a row that Batman goes to victory lane. That's true. Na 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 na
Speaking of Batman, <laughs> so I, I had to start behind Kalmus tonight in the feature, and we're lined up, and I noticed he's got, like, something we trust in God on top of the back window. And then yep. in the middle of the back window, there's the Batman wings that you can see. And okay. then on the back bumper, he's sponsored by a funeral home. So I'm trying to put, like, all three of these together and process what what am I looking at right now. And you know what, Andy? That's exactly the point. He wants you to watch that while you're racing with him, start thinking, and then suddenly he's gone. He's gone. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not a bad idea. Observations from the road. Yeah, well, that was kind of, you know, you get Denny Crass back on the quarter mile. Comes up with the win. Jake Peters had a nice run, too, in the 54. Yes, he did. Ran up front for quite a bit. You know, sport trucks. Jason Putz, back to victory lane. Not th- without a challenge. Oh, yeah. I thought Kylie was going to catch him. I thought I really so, too. did. Yeah. I don't know. Sport trucks, once again, it's kind of one of those deals where... I feel like attrition played not as big of a role as it has the past three or four or three weeks. Yeah, I should seen say a lot of trucks pulling off the just, previous week. Yeah, just Vixmer yeah. this week. Quello a little but, bit better. He didn't qualify well. But Vixmer also was involved in an incident, but got it righted and sure. kept it green. So I mean, yeah. could that have been part of it? Possibly, but I mean that is that's part of the deal, right? You get involved in an incident or you pull off. I mean. Just kind of tough. Nathan Brantmeyer was having a good run, and he spun out too. I mean, yeah, yeah, he ended up coming in sixth. And uh, Bobby Wattier, who won a feature earlier this year, he was in third. Kyle Kuala, friend of the podcast, friend of the podcast, uh, friend of the pod, fourth place. And Tanner Fickle rounding out the top five. In the good run for truck. him. That yeah. is probably the best appearing truck on the track. Would you I agree? Think I like it. The yeah, I, would say. I think that's that really four sharp. truck's pretty slick too. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. yeah. Really truck. That's pretty nice looking. I don't know. They always do a good job on those things. Get them all lettered up and stuff. And the nice thing about those trucks is they don't. Maybe they don't get beat up quite as much as some of the other trucks uh, un- because there's so much. Unless you're an O2. Because there's so much more space out there. I don't know. Yeah, that maybe. could be. And they're so small too. Yeah. I mean, unless you're the O2 truck, then I mean. Are you going after Kyle Quella? Maybe a little bit. Are you, I mean, are you going he did after? Did have that door that? Are uh, you going after Russ Wheeler? No, no. Just, just Kyle. Somebody did say something about Russ Wheeler today. I think it was Lauren that mentioned, oh, there's Russ Wheeler, and I said, he doesn't have Russ Wheeler's girlfriend. <laughs> the legend lives on. Oh, She is a handsome woman. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Emphasis on handsome. Google it. <laughs> Emphasis on handsome. Or just go watch the movie again. Yeah. Fun I would fact. rather be a terrible race car driver and have Nicole Kidman by my side. Then be Russ Wheeler winning. <laughs> Fun fact, I have never seen that movie. All right, get out. Get out. We're out. Nope. You're done. Yep. Yeah, pack all your uh, stuff. Let's pack it off. So, pack I your mean, stuff and get out. It, is it this, yeah, is this the end of the podcast? This, is the end of, this isn't just the end of this podcast. It's the end of the you, podcast forever. Yeah, you we made are, it 21. You are dead to me. You've never seen Days of Thunder. I have never seen Days of Thunder. Dude, I've never seen it happen? either. Like, every other week. Right. Like, come on. You, how can you have never seen it? Hey, you know what? You know it. what? Eamon and I are going to do, and we've already talked about this. What? There's a theater in Oshkosh okay. that you can rent okay. for a night, and you can play a movie and invite everybody to come in, and they'll serve food and beverages and stuff. Eamon's idea was to rent this out on a particular Tuesday or Saturday and play Days of Thunder. I think we're gonna. I think we're gonna do it. That'd be perfect. And for I Dan think Oyer. you better be there. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Have you yeah, seen Talladega row. Nights? I've seen that. Okay. okay. Have you seen Stroker Ace? Nope. I don't think I really watched all of it either. <laughs> I'm aware of it, but I don't think I watched it. That's Kenny Rogers. We, we got to get that on your radar. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I've wanted to watch it, but I've just never. Do you want to borrow it? Sure. Yeah, go watch it on YouTube, and then watch uh, Dirty. Yeah, do you want to borrow it? Matt will give it to you on VHS. <laughs> right. I mean, I have I'll, a VHS. I'll player. throw it at you on Betamax with don't have a, that. with ET. Yeah, but uh, also when you're watching Days of Thunder and you're done, uh, go and watch Dirty Driving Thunder Cars of Indiana or Anderson Speedway. Andy, have you seen that? Come on! Just imagine, though. Oh, it's a a documentary of the Thunder Cars at Anderson Speedway in Indiana. And my gosh, they have inspired some things for the Tundra series. They're the reason we gave away a six-foot trophy. Oh, boy. Yeah. It's fantastic in all sorts of different ways. Thunder Cars, or Dirty Driving, Thunder Cars of Indiana. And if you don't watch it, we'll rent that one for the theater, too. <laughs> Double feature. We'll get Double up. feature. Yeah. Perfect. Okay. All right. Moving on to the final race of the night. Craig Van Wettering, three out of four. Yeah, three out of four. The only other one was another Craig. Right. Let's find his tile. Craig, 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 and Craig. Vanda Wetterings? Up here at the X bar. They got all the tiles up on the ceiling. It's right about the center of the bar. Yeah, this is the one that keeps having things added to it, so I don't know if we need to pull it down and add tonight's feature win to it. You know you're something when you've lost track of how many features you've won. Yeah. And he has, and so has Terry Van Roy. What a move on Terry Van Roy, by the way, too. He just... Blasted right past him. Yeah, that was like he was standing still. Another rocket ship. Absolutely. But it took like eight laps for him to. And the neat thing to do too is he did that on the outside through the right-handed turns, which is not easy. So that's the first set of turns. Yeah. But then the good news is that becomes the inside, and that's sort of where. Yeah, he got about halfway through the pass in the right-handers, and then just completely polished it off in the left-handers. And by the way, in case you're wondering, the boss of the X bar here, fourth. Not a bad run for him. And nope. Russ Lorbecki with a top five, who right. is about 20 feet behind you. So here's the deal that I just got from Rockstar Russ. I don't know if I'm I don't know if I want to hear this. Eh. Given what happened last eh. week, I don't know if I want to hear this. This isn't this isn't bad. We're we're venturing back into the PG. Okay. We've gone from borderline R through the 13 back toward the PG. Okay. You know? At some point, Free Willy is going to jump over Jesse, and he's going to wave at. That was a kid's name, right, Jesse? In Free Willy. Uh-huh. I don't know. Anyway, um, yeah. That's our sign that we got to get off here. Like, right, we got a pizza, pizza here. Showed up. We got a pizza. We got the za. Anyway, smell it, Matt. Smell how nice this tastes. We're oh, at the it's X fantastic. Bar. We got great pizza here. The drinks are always maybe reasonably not priced. As much good uh normal like lemonade stuff in them yeah more they're, of the good they're stuff. definitely cheaper than the strip in las vegas i'm gonna start eating this pizza yeah okay i'm gonna let you start eating that rockstar russ said when he wins he's gonna let me go down and shave his beard okay in victory lane okay i don't know if i'm gonna take him up on that but we'll see well i it'd do be, know it'd be a thing i do know there is another deal that's happening I told him if Craig and uh, 
Ross finish one, two, but I'm not going to spoil it. Just know that if that ever happens this year, there will be some shenanigans down on the front stretch. I'm moving my uh, my microphone so Andy can set his pizza down. Why? It'll be gone before this podcast is over. I'm just trying to help you out. Yeah, I mean, considering, you know, we always talk about crap yeah, for 20 minutes afterwards. Have a piece. So Too next, next week... Or tomorrow night, if you're listening to the podcast when Dan finally gets it up. Wink, wink, love you, Dan. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm shooting for this weekend. Okay. He gets it up all the time. It's just not the podcast. And we've just gone back past PG-13. <laughs> mm. You know what? Some of the stuff they put in movies now, you wouldn't even know. Anyway, next week... I'm glad you said that right before I tell everybody that kids big wheel racing is next week. <laughs> Good gosh. Big wheel racing next week at 6. I believe it's going to start at 6.45. Eight years old and under. Um, I'm dis- I thought it was 10 years and under. They have eight listed this year. Really? So I'm disqualified by quite a few years. But uh, get out there. Get the kids out. It's going to be a fun night. The super stocks are back. They will tag in. For the sport mods, quarter mile late models are off for another. No, I think they're next week. Are they back again? I think so. Okay, they may be. Huh? Yeah. Should we do picks for the big wheel races? <laughs> I'm taking um, John Mitem's kid was always a shoe. Mitem's kid. Otherwise, I'm going to go with um, one of the Calmus kids. I think there's a there's some kids that wear Van Wettering t-shirts that are always pretty good. Otherwise, the Strelka kids aren't too bad. Yep. Calmus's well, kids. Max is Max's niece and nephew are usually pretty fast. Um, Todd Schuette's daughter was a rookie last year. She won Shane's, in the five-year-old division. Shane's kid, Shane Krieger. Okay. You know what, though? I would feel terrible. <laughs> yeah, you would pick, <laughs> I would feel you terrible would pick someone and if I picked get a, a flat tire on a big wheel with a plastic wheel. <laughs> and I wheel. jinx the kid like I've been <laughs> jinxing every other freaking person I pick. So I'm not picking anybody in the big wheel races. Everybody's a winner anyway. Everybody, hey, I pick yeah. Andy Monday to win the big wheel race. There we go. Is your daughter going to run? Chloe? She got a big wheel? Funny story about that. So... She did it last year for the first time, and she refused to practice at home. So we went out, and she finished dead last last year. And she was so upset, she has never ridden the big wheel since. Ah. I thought it'd be motivation. I said, hey, that's why you practice. There you go. She didn't want to practice, so. Okay. There's plenty of space to practice there on Cherry Valley, Apple, Orchard, Brayburn. Brayburn Lane. Everything's apples over by where he lives in Appleton. Hmm, gee, I wonder. Is there a correlation there? Figure it out. All right. Big Wheel Races, 645 start time. If you want to find out more information about what's happening with Thursday Night Thunder, frc.us. All of us are in it together. frc.us is the website. Find us on Facebook. Shout out to Tom Janikowski for that website. It's awesome. Looking fantastic. Otherwise, if you want to find it on Facebook, Fox River Racing Club, India, search by. Search by. Search by. Search by. Sorry. Okay. India, search bar on the Facebook. We'll get you there as well. But what are we, Boston? You ever listen to the Spit and Chicklets podcast? No, but you keep telling me I should. <laughs> Those guys are from Boston, and they are. They've got the bad Boston accents. 
Oh, boy. They're from BarstoolSports.com. You think we could get Barstool Sports to pick up the Rumble Over the Thunder podcast? I'm just surprised you actually listen to other podcasts. I just download. I didn't know people actually listen. Oh, I, I listen to them all the time. Them. What do you think I'm doing when I'm out walking past your house all the time? Listening to the pods. Making sure that the cameras are still there. Listening to the pods. Yeah, right? Making sure that he didn't block off the window yet. <laughs> all right. Well, there we go. More rails that we have just fallen off. <laughs> are there any more and rails And we wonder why us? Dan takes so long to edit and get this thing right. up. Because like he's sitting there with he's sitting there with the parts selected, and he's hovering the mouse over the cut button, having an internal debate and if he like, should just should I just cut the whole thing? Right, that's <laughs> the thing. Just, he's got about should we, we just nix everything from this week and just like not do a podcast? If we've got about fifty minutes of podcast recorded, he's got about thirty five minutes selected that he's ready to cut. Like, yeah, okay, I'll just let I'm it fly. I'm free to add some drop ins, just like, like sound effects and stuff. I mean, maybe that can be a thing. Maybe. When are you going to have some music to start off the podcast? Every podcast has music to start. Yeah, get like some gear jammer going. Yeah. We'll figure it out. All right. Johnny Cash. Or one of those free ones off of Sound Dog or whatever, you know. Yeah. We're running on a budget here. Very tight budget. Yeah. It's a racist budget. Perfect. Well, then we know how to get it done, but... Anyway, we thank you all for sticking with us here. Week four in the books, week five coming up. Lots and lots of excitement at Wisconsin International Raceway, and we can't wait to have you join us to see what happens next. Bye, Dan. Bye, Matt. Bye, Andy. Stay out of trouble. Attaboy.